Hello, my name is Mallory Jenna Robinson. Join me on A Hateful Homicide, a true crime podcast dedicated to telling the stories regarding the murders of transgender, gender non-binary, and gender diverse community members in the United States and abroad. This is A Hateful Homicide. 911, what's your emergency? Yeah. transgender woman has been shot and killed in North Baltimore, Alpha. In the U.S., trans women of color have a life expectancy of just 35 years. This happens on a daily. Another one of my friends got killed right up the street from here. These cases are true. The victims are real and their voices matter. This is A Hateful Homicide. The murder of Poe Delwyn Black, also known as Oliver Jackson. Thursday, May 6th, 2021, Slab City, California. Then we have a buddy who makes vlogs and pranks and he's pretty popular. We're, he came here twice and he made awesome videos with Jerry. And um, I know too much. I know Larp always makes friends with tourists, um, but I don't know they'll insist to being on camera. I don't have the will or the world. You always have to ask consent, you know. We've been told that consent's a big thing. You gotta consent's, ask. Consent's the biggest thing around here. Like, really? they can do whatever they want as long as everybody around them is consenting to what's happening. Yeah. Like, like, what was your story about? Like, what happened? Like, so, my fiance and I got here, my partner and I got here a month and a half, two months ago, I think, and um, three days after being here, um, we were, you know, we had set up our camp and we were now bored and looking for stuff to do, so we wandered into the handlebar we'd never been in before. It was Rocky Horror Night, which is what they do every Wednesday. They play the Rocky Horror movie and the bartenders do drag because it's a game. Yeah, and it's um, so it was so fucking fun, and we did acid with Lerp. Never met Lerp before. Did acid with Lerp. Um, and I start meeting all these people, and like everybody, everybody is just instantly like, "I love you," and we're like, "I love you," and it's like this whole thing, and um, I was not in there at the moment. I had gone out to the desert with three people looking for a backpack I never found. When I got back, when I got back, the shit was going insane. I walked into the bar and somebody was like, yo, it looks like a prolapse out there. And somebody was like, what? And it was like, yeah, his like, guts are hanging out. Oh, no. And this dude, after had like stabbed himself. Oh, himself? Like, like, himself, he had like, Got it himself? Yeah, that's what Sam so, 
So it was weird as fuck. It was really swilly. It was fucking drunk as fuck. It was really drunk as fuck. That's a great fucking word. So what had happened was this. He was like talking to this guy, Dalton. He's not here anymore. I'm not welcome. He was talking to him and he was like getting, I don't know exactly what he was saying, but he was getting like weird and like transphobic. He was talking about like confused people with like gender shit. And um, he like, I don't know exactly how it went down. I know Dalton wound up getting shot in the arm with a BB. Like a pellet gun. Like a pellet gun. And it went septic and he almost died. Oh, oh shit. Is there like a doctor in here? Like, like, it's. I hope you're doing a slab doctor, bro. Is there a doctor? And so Cracker, like, pulled out his knife. And according to him, and these are words I heard him say, he, like, he said, I looked up and saw nothing but friendly faces. Yeah. And he was like, But I have this knife now, and it, somebody has to be stabbed, so. Oh, what? Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, I gotta stab somebody, so I might as well stab myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot, but he, he doesn't live here. It's like a lot. Like, I met him later in, a, in another bar, and he was like, I can stab myself again. Oh, so he like, lived? Yeah, he lived. No, he's, he's, he's fine. <laughs> I don't like night tripping too much anymore after I had that grandma seizure. It's like, oh, grandma seizure, so much. Yeah. Um, and, but I like being tripping. Yeah, when I was talking to I was in the hospital twice. It's Thursday, May 6th, 2021, in Slab City, California, Imperial County as well. It's going to be where 21-year-old indigenous two-spirited trans man, Poe Black, also known as Oliver Jackson, was residing in the campsite of the Flamingo Camp. And what you just heard was an interview with Poe between a documenter who was interested in the life and livings of residents at the Flamingo Campsite. And so Poe was being interviewed in this, in this you know, beautiful segment about the campsite and he mentions his partner and his fiance. And just keep in mind, my audience, welcome, you know, again to this episode of this campsite confusion, this campsite chaos of the series of events that unfolded just, you know, six months ago. And what we have here is this beautiful, beautiful trans man who was so full of life, as you could hear, he, you know, he was young, he's 21, he's, you know, trying different things and I've had all of these different experiences to life and love. And unfortunately, um, that love story could be what has led to his hateful homicide. It all started back around May 6th of 2021. It was a Thursday in Slab City. And yeah, the campsite, the trailer where Poe was residing was disheveled. It was filled with blood and just things were very chaotic. And, And that was very evident to 
members of the campsite who knew Poe, who had known his partner Cecil, who had also known um, their mutual friend Nice, a, a black trans woman. Cecil is identified as a um, Latino cisgendered man and Knives is identified as a Black transgender female. So again, the Flamingo campsite was a very safe queer space in Slap City where you could come and be yourself for yourself with others who expressed and, um, and loved like you. And so this included relationships that were in the form of polyamorous. And right, my audience, again, if, you, um, if you're not familiar with that term, polyamory, polyamory is of course, is a, um, is a practice of being able to just love and be with multiple partners and, and love together and have a, a baseline of communication. Um, and you see this um, as very common and it's very frequent, especially in, in, in spaces such as um, California. And so certainly the Flamingo campsite and others who, um, who of course, who practice polyamory would be part of that scene. And so all of these conversations were in place in this documentary, but also um, things that were happening at the Flamingo campsite. And so ultimately what you have happen is that there's blood, there's tissue. All of these things are around Poe and Cecil's campsite. And all of this chaos begins to ensue. And so one of Poe's really good friends, Tiffany, ultimately like filed a missing persons report as well as notifying Poe's family back in Nashville, Tennessee, which is where he was from and which is where he had came from prior to his disappearance. So again, around that Monday, you know, just a few days later, May 11th of 2021, in the Coachella Canal, again, this is a very rural, desolate space in California, and of course, uh, me living here now as an advocate and doing a lot of things here, I can tell you that it's pretty much desert, and so this would have been a very, again, very desolate space. And where Poe's body was found in the Coachella Canal, that was just so heartbreaking. And because of the fact that it was in May, in California, in a canal, the body had been so, um, you know, very decomposed that it was really hard to determine exactly what was the cause of death. And so once Poe's body is discovered, and it is ultimately revealed to be a hateful homicide due to the fact that homicidal violence was evident. And so Chief Deputy Robert Benevides, Benevides, excuse me, um, began to interview members of the campsite and he wanted to understand what happened, how, when was the last time Poe was seen. Welcome back, my audience. Thank you so much as we took a little break there. 
So again, Detective Robert Benavidez wanted to know when was the last time anyone saw Poe Black alive? And that was the thing. No one really knew. The, the last time anyone could recall seeing Poe was around May 6th. Um, and this would have been the same day that the blood and other evidence at the campsite would have been discovered. Um, and again, this evidence was discovered that evening. And so Poe was last seen, according to some eyewitnesses, that earlier that morning um, of May 6th. Nonetheless, again, those decomposing remains were finally um, dis discovered on May 11th of 2021 in at Coachella Canal, and it was discovered by two um, water workers. They were, you know, out there doing um, their job when they uncovered um, Poe's badly, again, decomposing body out there. And this area is around Siphon 9, a little more than a mile northwest of the artistic commune East Jesus on the north far east region in the Slab City area. So you have this backdrop of just the hot, you know, heat, dry desert heat, this Coachella Valley Canal area, this commune arts district where Delvin Black, also known as Oliver Jackson, and Legion, and Tommy, where his remains were ultimately discovered. And so the case officially went public on June 2nd, again in 2021, when the Sheriff's Office of Imperial County posted a public assistance request. And this was all pivotal pivotal and making sure that they had the information that was needed to be able to not only identify the remains because they were so badly decomposed, but then also make reference to the fact that Poe was murdered, that a hateful homicide had been committed upon Poe's body. Poe had been stabbed multiple times, stab wounds throughout the entire body. And that was even evident at the campsite. They knew based on the evidence at the campsite, which was overwhelming amounts of blood, which is most likely where the hateful homicide occurred within the campsite in post-camper, the same camper that he had traveled from Nashville, Tennessee, just a few months earlier, just around November of 2020. And then within six months of being in Slav City, California, that Flamingo campsite, that Rambo campsite, that's a home and a space for trans and LGBTQ plus queer people to feel safe and to know that that's where his life was taken and then discarded in the canal. It's really, again, my audience, one of the most heartbreaking things that, you know, you just continue to think about. Giving you a little bit of who was Poe Black. Born in 1999, um, his father was a member of an indigenous tribe, and so that is where his indigenous heritage comes from and identity. And then also him embracing a two-spirited nature as he did also um, do, he did begin a medical transition um, as well, but then also was very um, affirmed with being present as non-binary in certain spaces too. And so um, all of this is just, you know, really interesting because you have 
you know, his mom, you have his brother and his sister, this family unit that was formed and this family, the, the Jackson family has just been met with a series of tragedy. For starters, Poe's father had died before he was born. And so that was a trauma that Poe had to grow up and deal with. And then um, one of Poe's sisters also was murdered um, a few years ago. And so then the remaining family members was Poe, his brother, and his mother. And so Poe was in a relationship with Cecil. Again, like I mentioned, a polyamory relationship. And so this was someone that he leaned on heavily for support. And according to his friends, who Poe had known since high school, you know, him and Cecil's relationship was very combative. There was a lot of like push and pull between the two. And so, you know, they got together in Tennessee, they moved out to California. And this was supposed to be hopefully a fresh start for the couple. This was supposed to be an opportunity for them to rebuild and restart a a chance of a new life. And so that was gonna be at the Flamingo campsite in Slab City, again in Imperial County. And what's really heartbreaking about this is that, you know, it's just Poe's family. And they were supportive and affirming of Poe's identity. I'm a little hesitant at first, but overall became very affirming of Poe. And again, always very respectful of Poe's two-spiritedness as well as indigenous culture, but then also um, his trans masculinity. And so, you know, when you think about this, this case where it's involving Poe's partner, potentially, and then you also have potentially a black trans woman who goes by the name of Knives, who is also potentially the third party and also, and when I say third party, third party in the polyamory relationship, as well as a participant or person of interest in the hateful homicide of Poe Black in this campsite chaos where, you know, this is supposed to be an LGBTQ safe space in Slap City, this this area is near the Mexican border. And so again, to know that Poe, who left Nashville, Tennessee, the South, and to come to Slap City Canal to this campsite that's supposed to be of inclusion and acceptance and to be murdered, brutally stabbed multiple times and then drugged to this Coachella Canal and dumped and discarded there, left for his skin and flesh to begin to drip and drop off of his body. These are the last graphic images that Detective Robert Benavides had along with his team and they want justice for Poe. And so many times what happens is, is that we don't talk about, and we, and, and we began this case, excuse me, this season, with a case involving Diane Delia, right? If I can't have you. And Poe was no one's property. He wasn't Cecil's and he wasn't Nye's. 
lives. And whatever happened, again, we still don't know all of the details. And that's why I'm encouraging each of you, my audience, if you know anything about this case, to please reach out to Detective Robert Benitez, as well as reach out to the Imperial County Sheriff's Department to just, you know, leave an anonymous tip. Because what we don't want is for this case to go unsolved. And what we don't want is for the potential perpetrators, the persons of interest, that being his partner, Cecil, and that being nine both of the queer experience, both of the LGBTQ community, we have to also remember that this happens within our communities, homicides, homicidal violence. And when they do, we have to talk about them. And this is a hateful homicide because we know based on Poe's mom and Poe's brother that he and Cecil did have domestic disturbances. And that they had issues of arguing and things getting combative and that they were struggling for cash and that when they were under the influence of drugs such as acid as you heard in part one of this episode when all of these things are an influence and then you have third parties and individuals who are attracted to you know each other and then someone's not getting attention however this potential love triangle ultimately led into this hateful homicide of Poe being murdered and discarded. Did both participate? Cecil and Knives? Was it just Knives? Right now the initial interest is Knives just because Knives was kind of more in closer proximity of the time frame of when Poe was last seen as opposed to um, allegedly Cecil already had left the campsite supposedly. However, there is um, suspicion that Cecil is at the very least, um, you know, in conjunction and in support with Knives and helping dispose of things and just helping Knives hide out and all of that. So there's still that element of Cecil's involvement as well. But we also just want to make sure that we understand that trans men, trans women, non-binary folks can get into relationships just like cis folks and be victims of intimate partner violence and domestic violence. And when this happens and when you have these backdrops of, you know, trying to rebuild and restart and get into spaces where other people are involved, this campsite has over 50 people of queer experiences there in a polyamorous relationship. And so you have multiple people involved in this relationship between Poe and Cecil. And when they get to Slab City, this opportunity again to start over, just within six months of being there, one of them would be dead. And that would be Poe. And again, what's just heartbreaking is that this family has been faced with multiple tragedies, you know, the death of Poe's sister, the death of Poe's dad, and now himself. So now you have this family of five that is now a family of two and wanting to seek justice for Poe and seek justice for Oliver and everyone who loves and loved on Poe, there needs to be a resolution. And so again, if there's any, any information that you all have, you know, please let, please let the Imperial Sheriff's Department know. I also wanted to add that due to the deteriorating state of the remains from heat and water, 
A few cuts on the body were initially thought to be post-mortem injuries sustained in canals traveling at high speeds, such as cuts inflicted by a rebar or the general violent nature of thrashing that a body can take in a large volume, high volume canal like the Coachella Canal, which is Eastern Riverside County's main source of its Colorado River water. However, under close inspection, according to the Los Angeles Blade.com, doing a scheduled autopsy, multiple stab wounds, multiple were found on Black's remains. Benavidez is still narrowing down when investigators believe the homicide occurred or any timelines associated with the knives, as well as when partners, um, when Black's partner left the scene. So again, it appears some in the slaps didn't learn of Black's murder for almost two weeks after his remains were pulled from that Coachella Canal in Cypher 9. One source who has spoken with the newspaper on several occasions said that Black's partner was interviewed about the homicide and shown autopsy photos of Black around May 23rd, just 12 days after the hateful homicide, or especially 12 days after the body was discovered. Especially concerning the fact that a lot of sources believe that Poe was murdered on that Thursday, May 6th, when Bell's bloody, bloody items were found at his campsite. And all that chaos began to ensue, and a missing persons report began, and then ultimately his body was discovered floating in that high volumed canal, badly deteriorated. However, there still hasn't been a revelation about the number of knife wounds or what was the lethal strike, but we do know that Poe was stabbed at least up to 20 times. To that end, Knives and the partner have been named as persons of interest. And again, that partner's name is um, currently known as Cecil. And um, their currently last known whereabouts were between Oregon and also a little bit in the Los Angeles area. So Knives is allegedly in the Portland area currently. And Cecil is currently somewhere in the Los Angeles area, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to share this case for my Los Angeles community audience as well who's listening. You know, one of the things that Poe's mother, you know, has stated was that she had been worried about the violence between Cecil and Oliver for a while. Black's brother had brought up suspicions about it before they left Tennessee. One of Cecil's roommates who witnessed the fight between them had spoken with Poe's mother, Hashtali, as well as people who saw the violence firsthand in Nashville, Tennessee, where they were living, with Black always been on the receiving end of that violence. Black and Cecil's trouble seemed to have followed them to Slab City, adding that her contacts had told her that there were domestic violence issues ongoing, polyamory, open or non-monogamous romantic and or sexual relationships between Poe, Cecil and Ice. And even though Hashitali spoke very often with her son on the phone in the weeks before he would be murdered, Black never led on to any any major issues between him and Cecil. Details and instances of abuse 
and Slap City trouble came later. Hasha Tilly didn't mention that she met Cecil, who started a relationship with Poe around April of 2020, just a little bit of a year before the hateful homicide. And she knew of some of the tensions, but not much of the tension that was going on in Imperial County. Described as very outgoing and happy and jolly, quote unquote, Poe very much was somebody who would not want anyone to be worried about him. So a lot of what I heard was actually from his friends in Slap City telling me what was going on after he passed. And you know, that just lets you know that Poe did not want his mother, who was also, you know, a a survivor of substance abuse, as well as his brother, you know, and mental illness. I think Poe just didn't want to worry them. He just did not want to overwhelm Hashtali and his brother. And that is why, and we see this in a lot of cases of domestic violence and intimate partner violence, where people just don't want to say anything. There's this sense of shame and blame on, on ourselves, on themselves as well. And so this happens in situations of intimate partner violence and domestic violence. And so to know that Poe's mother, Oliver's mother, had not been aware of the violence that was happening between Knives and Cecil and Poe in Slap City until after the hateful homicide is not shocking, especially considering the fact that Poe would have wanted to keep up the pretense that everything was okay, even though they weren't. (sighs) You know, when we think about the timeline again, um, Detective Robert Benavidez says that Knives left Slap City definitely around May 23rd. And again, Cecil was initially in the Bay Area and then uh, made his way down to Los Angeles. You know, it's really important to understand that Poe Delwyn Black was the second known trans homicide homicide in Imperial County in 2020. Also in that same area was that of our trans sister, Marilyn Monroe Cesares, a beautiful trans Latina who was found murdered along the vacant lot on the east side of Raleigh in July of 2020, just a couple of months after Poe's body was discovered in the Coachella Canal. 2020 was a deadly year. As you heard in our previous case, we had Bella Pugh who was brutally shot. And then of course we had, you know, Poe who was murdered in May of 2021, just six months after Bella Pugh. And what we have to remember is that we have to continue to raise awareness and make sure that we understand that Poe was a victim and even though, yes, he partaked in acid and other drugs and he lived his best young indigenous two-spirit life all 21 years, he still was not and should not have been murdered and left floating in a high voluminous water in the canal, the Coachella Canal, body stabbed multiple times, left like trash. 
And what's sad is, is that you have these two people who supposedly loved Poe, who was supposedly a friend and lover to Poe, and they won't even speak up, and they won't even come back and speak with Detective Robert Benavides. Why? What do you have to hide? The campsite was posed. He was the one who purchased the campsite and drove all the way from Nashville, Tennessee with Cecil and met up with Knives. They all shared the space and then you all murdered him, possibly, allegedly, and then just dumped him in the canal. The same camper that he drove there in, so full of hope as you heard in his interview for the Flamingo campsite documentary as we begin the episode. And then I also just want to give kudos to another podcast that I stumbled across, part of the True Crime Paranormal on YouTube, and um, these these two sisters, and um, they are just amazing. And I mean, you can definitely find them on YouTube, but I definitely just want to share a little bit. They, they are the ones who definitely catalyzed this case Um, on YouTube to give it more visibility. And so I want to definitely acknowledge them um, and the contributions that they've made as two cis women and cis white women at that. So again, we also have to give a kudos to our our allies and our accomplices and their willingness to make sure that they were saying Poe's name correctly and the partner's name and pronouns. I watched this over and over and I just thought that, you know, this was just so, so important. I also just wanted to add that um, Knives does also go under the name Mistress, our Sonia Renault. And so just wanted to give you um, that as well. And maybe driving an older model, Honda Accord. Um, it's a gray model, maybe like 1990, 1992 Honda Accord four-door sedan. But I also wanted to just take a moment and just kind of give you all a little bit more of Um, context into this hateful homicide from the perspective of podcasters and sisters from True Crime Paranormal. Partner, but it is a, it's a non-binary identity and we don't know if this is actually a legal name and that is Cecil Arnett. But we don't know if that's a legal name, if that person, you know, still uses that name. Um, they, there had been potentially some violence between Poe and Cecil during their relationship prior to going to Slam City. That was reported by some people that had saw some things going on there. Um, they also were in a polyamorous relationship and potentially Knives was involved in that relationship. So it might have actually been Poe, Cecil, and Knives were involved romantically with one another and that that may have something to do with Poe's But we don't really know. A lot of this is conjecture. Right, yeah. The, the details get pretty sketchy. Um, but we want you to know about this person and, you know, we've got to get the word out. That's the only way that... Um, 
change happens, that growth happens, yeah. that more information comes through, and, you know, we're committed to seeing the, the um, resolution of this situation. Poe um, po is a pretty vulnerable person, a trans person living in Slab City. Poe is also um, Native, and, you know, so we have considered this an MMIW case because Poe is Native, and we know that the trans community is much more vulnerable, particularly the trans community of color, is much more vulnerable to violence and to murder. And we want to bring that to light, and we want to continue following this case in hopes that a resolution will be found, you know? We don't want anybody out there thinking it's okay to kill anyone, but to kill trans people, to kill people of color, you know? Just, we're just trying to put the word out as far as we can. Well, and shine light on places that aren't getting enough light. Yes. You know, and yet again, this is a signal boost for post case to try to get more awareness, more recognition. We have never caught more hate than we have uh, than on Slab City uh, cases. And <laughs> so, Very you know, true. if you need to come and leave your salty comments, I guess just go for it. Uh, but this isn't a commentary about Slab City, it is a commentary about someone who was murdered, who deserves to have some justice. And I think more so in this case than I've ever seen people coming into YouTube and telling us exactly what did happen in this murder. And if you actually know, please contact the Imperial County Sheriff's Office, yeah. because everybody seems to think that they know what happened to Poe, and yet... Nobody seems don't to seem think to have that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, for as much as y'all think that you know about this case, it's kind of shocking that the police haven't been made abreast of that. Right. Yeah. Don't tell us. Tell them. Tell them. Yeah. Or do tell us and tell them. Right. I mean, it's fine to tell us, but we've had a lot of, well, so this exactly happened. Or this is what happened. Well, great. If you know, if you have information, go report it. Let's get to the bottom of this. Let's get some closure for close friends and family. Because that's all they want. Yeah. They want justice for the person that they love. Yeah. And to feel like the person that killed Poe has consequences, is off the street, can't hurt anybody else. You know? I mean, that's, that's a big want. piece of it. You know? I mean, the huge part of justice is making sure that other people are safe. Yes. Yeah, in this case, that should happen should it most certainly should it most certainly should thank you so much beautiful beautiful sisters again you can follow them and subscribe to their youtube channel true crime paranormal my audience you know as we prepare to conclude this case i just wanted to again say thank you all so much for tuning in and showing your support and just always helping me raise awareness i see you and i hear you and i just want to pose a question do you think that knives and cecil are involved in Poe's hateful homicide this campsite chaos that led to such a gruesome discovery on may 11th 2021 in slab city california please answer on spotify and to my brother, my amazing sibling, Poe, 
Delwyn Black, Oliver Jackson, we remember you yesterday, today, tomorrow, forever, and always. Born 